0: Here you go
1: What? It's
0: your post Put it through the door Well you're here so it saves me a trip I don't want to walk with it, do I? Why not? You're new aren't you? Yeah I was transferred no, no 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 I don't care But presumably in your old round you used to put things through the door didn't you? Mate there's no need to get all airy Why are you talking to me like this? What are you going to report me? Yeah What's your name? Your law Trust me. It's Pat. Postman Pat? Yeah. Put it through the door. That was easy, wasn't it? You could have done that. No, I couldn't. Why not? I'm not a postman. Go on. Uh,
2: Pat and his black and white cat. Early in the morning, just as day is
0: dawning, he picks up all the post bags in his van. Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat and his black and white cat. All the birds are singing and singing. Um, Mr. Mr. Dugan. Mr. Dugan, I'm. Simply... Um.
3: Yes. Shut up, Doris. <laughs> Keep it. <timing. laughs> hey, hey. Hey, May, how long? Doris. Boy, that was some good peeing. Postman Pat, postman Pat, postman Pat,
4: and
5: his black and white cat. to do with this guy
6: don silverberg we go way back i gave him his first job so hopefully there's a little juice here for me and this will go a lot better sam sylvia i kept you waiting all right all right don how are you okay what are you from buddhist now i am all right you you know what you you remember the last time i saw you Mm. I was drunk, was at that pool party, mm-hmm. and Brian and his guys were making you shave their asses because they thought it would make them swim faster. Uh,
7: <laughs> yeah, that isn't the last time I saw you, Sam, but I am not surprised you don't remember that. All right, so let's, uh, let's skip the pleasantries, all right? My kid wrote a great script.
6: I know that. You know that. That's why we're here. I didn't read it. Okay, well, we can walk you through
7: the story. No, 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 no. I just want to know if the rumors are true. You're directing porn now?
8: No, it's not porn.
6: It's women's wrestling. But, hey, as long as people are still talking, right? They're not.
7: No one gives a shit about you. But I remember you, Sam. How could I forget the guy who sent me to deliver flowers to his mother's hospital room while he fed an extra in his trailer? You know, that... Or the time you made me cry in front of all those grips, because I didn't know what a Hoagie was. They call him submarine sandwiches, where I'm from. Oh, oh, yeah i owe this guy everything all right let's go you know i would have enjoyed this a lot more if your daughter wasn't here i'm not a monster you know
4: go yourself you hypocrite
7: buddhist you feel better i do yeah i mean your last movie sucked oh you mean out of africa yeah thanks i'll be sure to let sydney know
9: To entertainment landfill, film, television, pop culture. It's where you find it. <gasps>
3: Another good feature for the paper, actually. Fantasy dinner party guests. Brilliant, eh? Pick your top five favourite people and why. Why indeed? Who would yours be? Five people, dead or alive? Dead. Who, though? Doesn't
0: matter as long as they're all dead. I know mine. Of course you do.
3: Number one, James Corden. Fuck me. We could do that carpool karaoke.
0: Could you do carpool kamikaze?
3: That man can do anything. And does. I know the cool kids don't like him, but he never stops working.
0: As a chauffeur, mainly.
3: He's a grafter, like me. Mm. Princess Diana. She'd know if she died, you know what happened, so we would be able to sort that out once and for all.
0: So you've brought this poor woman back to life so you can quiz her about how she died.
3: The dead always want to tell their story so they can be at peace.
0: She's not at peace. She's in a room with you and James Corden.
3: Mr Bean. Fictional. Hilarious, more like.
0: You've invited multi-millionaire Rowan Atkinson, right, along to a dinner party with you, a dead woman, and James Corden, and you expect him to stay in character for three hours as Mr. F***ing Bean.
3: It's up to me who I invite. Kevin Hart, funniest man in the world.
0: Worst dinner party ever. (laughs)
9: You guys don't need to know yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. It is time for Entertainment Landfill. I am your host, the Jaystrom. Welcome. I do the show with Steve of the Pop Culture LA. What's happening, Jason? That's right. I don't do it alone. I do it with you. That's usually what I say, but yeah. I kind <clears> of <throat> tricked had, it up a little. Yeah, I had to trick it up. I hope it's still okay that I did that. I hate to say it, it was kind of cool. You know? Oh, well, good. I'm glad that guy liked it, Stephen. I was thinking about that guy all week. (laughs) (laughs) That guy should be, he should have his own movie. He should be the next Vern or what was it? The Hey Vern. It was uh, Ernest. Ernest. He's the next Ernest. Couldn't you see that? Like he goes to like a a demolition derby. Or he's a demolition derby. Run, Ronnie, Run. Yeah.
5: Sounded like a beer can getting flattened.
9: It just (laughs) was crunched. Can you just see his face on his shirt? And it would say, it was kind of cool. You know, I can just see that. And you go to a NASCAR and you see people wearing shirts with his face <laughs> on it And go, perfect. Target audience. Excellent. I love it. I could totally see What does see he it. look
10: like? Did we see a picture of him?
9: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I saw it because when I, I recorded the video, the audio, I saw what he looked like. Here, I got a picture of him I right here. I have to
10: see what he looks like.
5: Okay. Here we go. Sorry,
10: Here's the this. original picture of what it. that witness had
5: to say. It sounded like a beer can getting flattened. It just was crunch. It was. I hate These to say it, it was kind of cool. cool, and cool. And <laughs> you know, I mean, what guy, What you know, doesn't like, you know, destruction? Yeah, you know, that's why we go to demolition derbies. But, hey, you know, bottom line, that's that poor girl's new car, and she can't get to school now.
2: <laughs> the city spokesperson. <laughs>
5: I guarantee you that
10: guy is a lifelong smoker. He's he's pretty close to what I pictured in my head.
9: (laughs) (laughs) She can't get to school School now. It's so kind of creepy the way he says it. That guy needs to like be a film critic or something, and now let's cut to this guy, and he's like, well, I thought Door of the Explorer was pretty good, you know, or something. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, that's what he would say. He would say it was kind of I hate to say it, it was kind of cool, you know. Yeah, you know, it was a kid's movie, but you know. You'd say, you know, like 50,000 times. Now, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the show. I have some really exciting content for you this week. Steven, we have a promo to the show. Get out. We have a promo. Mike from Chin versus vs. Punter said we need to have a promo. We have one. Now, I will say this. This promo was inspired by another promo. Like... You know sometimes you have to get inspiration from places and it might have been inspired by this
11: <laughs> this is winter, of late
9: on the scene of the TV screen, they keep
4: 9 PM, this this is when the new star Montel of the show It's more turn it on tune in to talk show so catchy they the compilation are Woo! this TV station and it's the Show. It's the Show. <laughs>
9: Hell yes. Now it's classic. I love when he says Mori Poe. He kind of shortens it. Yeah. And if you ever watch the commercial, there's a part where he goes, it's the Montel and Maury show. They show Mori Povich in the studio going, he's mouthing it, Montel Maury show. Like they got him to do yeah. that part. I'm just like Oh, dude. <laughs> He's like, have my dignity has gone shill. a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we happen to know a very talented person. His name would be Adam Howard from the Bay Area. He put together an intro for I mean, a promo. Why do I keep saying intro? He put together a promo for us. Nice. And it's pretty awesome. And I'm going to play it for you. I'm going to play it for everyone. Check it out, everybody. This is our new promo.
2: The Mulberry Boys, every Friday night. On the show, you better know they keep it tight. ETL is back and the daystrom's in the zone. Introduce the co-host, he doesn't do it alone. PC is about to hold court. You know he's on the headset. You can hear him snort. Pop culture movies, <laughs> TV shows and games. Rotten Tomatoes, reviews, news and Blu-rays. Foggy don't play around. He will bust a drop fast. Welcome to the Entertainment Landfill Podcast. The Jason <laughs> and Steven's Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. What? what? The Jason <laughs> and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. How awesome is that? That's beautiful. When he he sent
9: me uh, that, he goes, hey, I got something you can listen to. I listened. I was like, this is awesome. This is like exactly what I wanted.
10: This is perfect. Nothing like what we did last
5: week.
9: Uh, (laughs) What we did was terrible.
5: I hate to say it. It was kind of
9: cool. Why do you hate to say that? It was awesome. No, thank you so much, Adam. Adam uh, has done so much for the show. Mainly, I will say this. What Adam does is he encourages me to keep going to keep doing the show and him and ross fantastic guys great guys uh i recorded the first episode of the book show for the witcher the last wish yesterday with ross we recorded for like three hours talking about this book and it was a blast it was so much fun and these guys are just great there are you know How do I say it? They keep us going. They're the spine of the show, you know, (laughs) encouraging them and Adam Sexton. And uh, when we get voicemails like Mike, you know, all those Mm -hmm. inspire me to keep the show going. And uh, I have so much fun listening with you. I mean, doing the show with you, Stephen, and then listening back and cracking up at stuff like (laughs) stuff like this. You know, it's just great. Uh, Thank you so much, Adam. I'm going to make this available where anybody could download it if they want to play it on other things. I think it's hilarious. It's funny because people in the past have talked about, like, yeah, I tried to listen to your show before and just, like, these long movie clips play. And, like, I didn't know what it was, so I just kind of, like, turned it off. And it's just like, well... That's an intro, and then eventually the show starts. But it's like the right people eventually find us. Yeah, it cl- Something clicks, and they keep listening, and they enjoy the show. But other people, maybe they'll give us a chance. But uh, just skip ahead past the intro, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's uh, funny. Recently, somebody uh, listened. Uh, Mike, he encouraged somebody to listen who is a follower of his podcast. And the, the person said, hey, what's with the weird old ads like commercials and stuff and i was like oh that's our break the break we take and i noticed that i i always say all right guys we're going to take a break we'll be right back i never say how long it's going to be because right. like if you're like how long is this friggin' break it's always 10 minutes long like i always make the break 10 minutes so i guess i should say that we're going to be gone for 10 minutes we'll be right back so people know how far to skip ahead or you, if you're you listening need to, go to the
10: bathroom yeah you got time to go do yeah but get if s-
9: some water if somebody's listening to the podcast they're like how long is this they know it's 10 minutes get, long. get a snack they know it's not going to be an hour of us just being gone <laughs> <laughs> but adam thank you so much that was such an amazing uh that was promo fantastic, adam. I we're gonna pl- that. we're definitely gonna play that again before the show's over Now, uh, let's go ahead and get into some voicemail, because Adam sent us a voicemail, and I want to check it out. What do you say, Steven? Let's hear it.
8: And now it's time to hear some voicemail.
9: Ah, thank you, TRS-80. We never get to hear from her anymore. She's basically been excised from the show (laughs) She was mothballed for a while (laughs) Yeah Uh, But that's the one time we get to hear from her But we have a voicemail from Adam Howard Let's check it out
2: What's up Entertainment Landfill? Adam from the Bay Area here Just checking in with you guys Going to record a show tonight I'm looking forward to it I've really been enjoying the shows lately The past three or four shows Have felt like stepping back in time And the uh, chemistry Or should I say magic (laughs) <laughs> between you two Has been wonderful uh, I want to say welcome to Bobby Robbie uh, First time voicemailer It's really encouraging to hear some people call in And to share their thoughts about the show I thoroughly enjoyed Mike From Chinstroker vs. Punter's voicemail Very exciting So nice to hear from him Love his show Love that you guys are connected in that way i um, glad he's a fan of the show and it's it's just encouraging to hear his feedback. It really is, um, you know, him calling you guys the podcasters podcast. That needs to go on your podcast movie, guys. <laughs> like at the bottom, it would say like Mike from Chin Stroker versus Punter says it's the podcasters podcast. <laughs> it's that. that would me. I really do. Uh, I I like that a lot. I enjoyed the story about Stephen saying, "I hope you had a hell of a piss, Arnold," <laughs> after the Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> flick. I, I I love stuff like that, it it was so funny hearing the story being told, hearing Heather laugh in the background, it, it was just, it was cool, and it reminded me of a time that I was at a restaurant with my cousin, and he was finishing up using the restroom, and I was waiting outside of the stall for him, and I told him that if anybody else walked in, I would warn him by coughing, because we were being goofy and having a conversation, and I didn't want him to get embarrassed, a gentleman walks in, I cough, my cousin did not hear the cough, and started singing killing me softly with his song killing me softly with his song in that same voice and the guy looked around like who the heck, What is that's weird and I was dying and then my cousin came out and was extremely embarrassed so it was awesome a <laughs> uh, few, little, few little things I enjoyed I thought it was funny rather when you guys were talking about Gordon Ramsay's show and how he had to eat camel and just the way that Stephen said the hump <laughs> and then you guys laughed. It was funny. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Dairy Girls that Heather is watching because I That's want 22. to see that show also. I know nothing about it, but usually you're in Heather's recommendations, me and my wife April end up enjoying. So we are going to check that out. Nice. Shout Straight out to Jessica in the chat room. It's so cool that she is there yeah, and is Jessica. always listening to you guys. I love that. I really enjoy it. I loved the Rotten Tomato reviews where you uh, the the ninety-seven year old man watching Dora and the way Steven went, Ugh and the way Jason said, Ugh, creepy. (laughs) <laughs> Your guys' laugh There It was one of the It just reminded me Of one of those Good old moments Where you guys Are just having A silly goose time And uh, I think That's wonderful I really do think That's wonderful Drops of the week Have to go to The tree witness It's kind of cool <laughs> She can't get To school now And sounded like A beer can Getting flattened Love it Drops of the week For sure I would love to Give it to one drop But I have to Give it to all three In this instance Because it was just It was just So classic well, guys, I want to say that I'm giving this podcast a three out of three, and I'm excited to hear The Witcher <laughs> Book Club. Oh, and when I heard the drop, all of the drops from that interview with the beer can kind of cool guy, I was cooking, and I was laughing so hard my wife could hear me from the bedroom. And when I went back to the bedroom, she asked me what I was laughing at, and I told her what, what was going on. But I, it was literally a deep belly laugh. I was, I was at home so I was comfy I was laughing very hard I love that you covered a story like that again taking a step back you know a few years into time it seems like that story was very familiar the Alabama leprechaun uh, the, the the girl that was demon possessed or it was whatever it was that was a super old school reference there but oh, yeah. great show keep up the good work And I also want to champion Adam Sexton. I appreciate him for continuing to send voicemails and keep the community going, even when hardly anybody else was. Okay, guys, have a great show. I can't wait to listen. I love you guys. Take it easy. Have a great night.
9: Thanks, Adam. Look at that. He doesn't even mention he did the promo. I know. Such such a humble humble, fella. Man, I love you, Adam. And uh, Adam Sexton, too, thank you for all your voicemails that you do every week. It's awesome.
5: It sounded like a beer can getting flattened. it just was crunched.
9: No, Adam, don't listen to him. Your audio quality was fine in that voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so just doing this show for so many years, you know it's funny is every once in a while I'll go back and listen to an old show and it'll be like two thousand nine or something, and there'll be like Adam Howard voicemail and go, How long has this guy been listening to the show? Just the years have flown by. Yeah. And it's so weird, you know, like going back to an old show and Emma's on the show. She's like, hi, Daddy." I'm like, good Lord, she's little. Now she's a teenager and, you know, I barely get a moment to say hi to her as she goes to her bedroom, you know. So I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Okay, she's gone again. But, uh, yeah, good times. This show has put us in touch with a lot of really cool people. Steven? Yes, sir? What do you say we check out? Entertainment. Let's do it. Now, there's not much in entertainment. We haven't seen any films, have you? No. Seen any films this week? I've watched a lot of TV shows. I worked
10: but... a whole lot this week and last week.
9: Now, there is a movie that's come out called Good Boys. I don't know if you've seen the commercials. It's like these three young boys. It's a rated R comedy. Produced by my favorite two producers, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. The guys who produce Preacher and The Boys. I finished The Boys, by the way. Watched the last four episodes. I still
10: need to watch that.
9: Uh, The the last four episodes were a lot tamer than the first four. But at the same time, when it was over, I'm just like, okay, you know, watch the second season when it comes out. It wasn't like anything fantastic or anything but this this movie looks uh pretty cool it's starring jacob tremblay it's got a bunch of uh you know adult actors in it like will forte and retta and stuff and it's a lot of uh, dirty rated r humor so it's 81 percent raw uh fresh but we'll talk about that later in rotten tomatoes but uh angels was that starting that this weekend yeah, yeah, it came out uh, today. And you got Angels Has Fallen. Angel Has Fallen comes out next yeah. Friday. But let me ask you that: Have you? Is this a sequel to the other Gerard Butler movies, like White House Down and all that? I
10: don't know. I'm was wondering.
9: Like, is he saving the president every movie yeah. he does? They so, all look cheesy. though. Now,
10: funny story: uh, yeah. Last week, uh, took Melissa and her son to a comic convention up in Louisville, mm. and we're walking around, and the guy goes, "Hey." You want some free stuff? Sure. We go over and it's like, it's a promo little, uh, like a, co- a, a an aluminum koozie thing for Cokes or whatever. Plus it has a lid. You can make it like a drink cup. It's for Angel Has Fallen.
9: Nice. Now you have to hold swag. it up and
10: we had to get our picture taken with it. Oh, really? Right. <laughs> so I assume we're on some sort of a, a web photo. On, free on,
9: swag. <laughs> all right.
10: Uh, Melissa got a keychain with a USB... Oh, with a a, power, a charger for a phone or something. For
9: Angel has fallen. Yeah, so they're they're promoting it. They want yeah. people to see it. Yeah, it has no score yet, so I'm curious about well, that. Mind be you, like.
10: the the Comic Con was pretty ooh, junky. Uh, pretty, was it the?
9: <laughs> the dirt the dirt, mall, <laughs> yeah,
10: the dirt mall uh, were there
9: any celebrities there you could get your picture with or autograph and stuff yeah there were a couple
10: i i mean they went way low down I, I can't remember who it was i saw today on twitter like uh but they had the uh, back to the future car you could get your picture taken in it and oh the, nice the funds got donated to was there Ernie
9: Klein's or was it a different I don't know
10: <laughs> but the funds went to the Michael J. Fox Foundation oh okay. the, uh, for all the donations or whatever
9: oh it was Gary Witta I follow him on Twitter and he's at a convention where he has his own booth and he was tweeting about how like he was very self-conscious about it but people are saying no just you know wave hi to people and stuff don't just sit there on your phone people won't approach you And he was going around taking pictures, and there was one, it was uh, Michael Bean from, you know, the Terminator and Aliens. And he had a sign up that said, $50 for autograph, $50 for selfie, $80 for autograph and selfie. It was like, ooh, bargain. People were like, oh my god, that's so expensive. They're like, that's cheap. Some of the other people, like, uh, you know... Uh, Jean Luc Picard. I am blinking on his real name. <laughs> Patrick, Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Like it's way more. You know. I uh, think you. Well, Sulu was expensive too. Yeah, yeah. What, I, that's what I was remembering. You when we went, went to the this, Star Wars a Star Wars convention thing because I wanted my book signed by Ernie Klein. Uh, George Takei was there. And it was a hundred bucks. It was like a hundred bucks to it, go in and like, hello, uh, and shake his hand. And get yeah, we like walked by the
10: door and the guy kind of stood in front of it so You couldn't take a picture through the door of him. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. The guy kind of blocked it a little bit. Yeah. And, like, and I think, Oh, uh, you can't stay here. You gotta have to walk.
9: Let know. me tell you the truth about the way I feel about all that. I don't care. I don't care enough to get my picture with anyone unless they genuinely wanted to take a picture with me. I don't, crave to have that i not don't for, want to pay money $50. for it like i we've talked about it before like i think it's cool to have an author sign your book yeah but like i'm not gonna bother and an I'm not actor paying
10: the for their i'm paying for the book which is entertainment and they're getting i'm signing like i
9: just like go up to michael bean here's 80 dollars. can i get that selfie and it's like i don't want to do that
10: yeah
9: <laughs> i don't want to get that from hicks would you do it?
10: No, no. I you, you've seen we I mean I like to keep this
9: handy.
1: The only time I debated encounters. it I heard that
10: was uh, Adam West. Mhm. It's like and and it was and that was only like 25 bucks then or something.
9: When you and I saw Adam West, we couldn't keep from giggling.
10: Yeah, that was the other thing. I probably couldn't have approached him with a straight face. We
9: had the church giggles when we saw yeah. him. We couldn't stop. And uh that's why I couldn't go up I mean, when we met Bob Burden, the guy who did Flame Carrot, that was really cool, but we weren't, like, starstruck, like, you know, Mr. Burden. <laughs>
10: <laughs> I was a little more starstruck than you, probably, with that, well, you know. Well,
9: I mean, I, I thought it was neat meeting him and stuff. I, I didn't
10: know what to say to him. It's it's not it was like, more like I was starstruck. I was just like, I, I like your book, dude. You,
9: yeah. Thanks. Mr. Burden, I really like your comic book. Where, where did you
10: get the idea for a, for a <laughs>
9: Ernie Klein, Mister Klein. Mr. I really like your book, Ready Player One. Where did you first get the idea for that? And it's just like wow, boring question. It's just like <laughs> the same thing at those conventions. Like go to this Q and A where people get to ask questions. Every question anyone asks is terrible, and they're embarrassing. I don't want to see them answer the question. It's like any talk show I watch. I love like Conan and the comedy and stuff. When it comes time for like the comedian to come out, a lot of times, you know, I'll tell Heather, she'll see me pick up my phone and I start like looking at Twitter or something. She goes, what are you doing? Aren't you paying attention? I go, I'm listening. I just can't watch interviews because I, it's, they bother me something about It's too self-conscious or whatever. It's kind of weird.
10: So like the one we went to, there was a, an actress, actor, whatever, female actor that was in, uh, nightmare on elm
9: street six it's like nice nobody who who is that yeah (laughs) if they had the wizard master from dream warriors i would have been like oh my god can i get your autograph That was so funny there was this
10: this uh, and i you know this older nerdy kid you know i am the wizard master i say kid he was an adult man you know i mean he had to be in his mid-20s i would think you know, he's dressed up as a character. I have no clue who it is, but I hear him walking. You know, he walks through, and there's a guy in a uh, the Captain America one uniform that with the leather helmet. You know, uh, and uh, and I hear him. I, you just hear, "Oh my God!" <laughs> and he's like, he runs over. I have to get my picture with you. <laughs> <laughs>
9: That's it was funny. just like it
10: was so funny. It was just like oh, he, that's cute. He loves he loves the Captain America.
9: Hell yeah! All right, Stephen. I have a you know the last couple of episodes I've dropped what's on our TiVo because you know we don't have TiVos anymore, right? A lot of my viewing is done on Hulu or on Netflix using a Roku DVR. Yeah, so I thought, hey, let's create a new segment called. What's on our Roku? (laughs) There you go. You got Netflix, Hulu, uh, and Amazon Prime. Okay, Steven, uh, Below Deck. (laughs) My favorite reality show. I've talked about it the last couple of weeks. Uh, People work on a yacht, multi-million dollar yacht, uh, charters to rich people, in this case a baseball player and his friends, they're still on the boat, and they wanted to share with the captain, as their trip has come to a close, that they didn't quite enjoy the food. They're used to five-star service. They've gotten great service from the people, but the food just wasn't quite there, And I'll explain the reason why is because they had to fire their chef at the beginning of the season. Usually, every season of Below Deck, one person gets fired. It always happens. This year, it was a Russian chef, this lady, who came on board and she had these fancy Instagram pictures of her dishes. And it seems like she was lying about how her Uh, her credentials... Like, at one point, she was making tacos, like using a taco kit from the grocery store. And the captain was like you're making them tacos in the Mediterranean. She was like, yeah, is that okay? And she's like, I don't know. Is it okay? And so she ended up having to fire her. So they one of their stewards says, actually, I've been trained uh, in cooking. My mom's a chef. I might be able to help. And sh- so she, she cooks a meal because they fired the chef and it turns out great. So the captain says, do you want to keep being the chef? Uh, and she's like, okay, I'll try it so she's struggling now as she's doing that because she's not a chef and this is kind of a moment where they tell the captain and then the captain tells her and she doesn't react very well to it
5: hi captain. Hey. Hi. how was it you
9: want to really know the truth
5: the only way we improve is if the client tells us the truth.
2: Let me speak with candor. We've done yachts, we've done trips. I've never had a better acting crew. The service was five star. In terms of the food, want, France has some of the best food in the world. Breakfast was sort of an informal affair. I was just surprised at that. It was good, it wasn't five star. Their yacht this
12: big, I guess our expectations were a little higher like as if you were eating one of the best restaurants on shore. Yeah, us Americans are used to the big portions.
5: I was expecting five star. This is not five star. Oh, shit. Anastasia's gonna be so upset. You know, I'm disappointed to find out this late in the game, like the charter's
6: over, that they weren't happy with the food. I wish they would've come to me sooner. I will be addressing it. Okay, so I was in that cabin and they were sharing with me about the food.
4: They were not really happy. Mm. They didn't feel like it was five star. It's a bit
8: shocking to hear. I wasn't aware that they didn't like it.
4: You're the chef. You go and talk to the client.
5: If you were like super lonely, you could just use your vacuum as a pet and walk around with the cord. (laughs) No, you're not lonely, okay. (laughs) Do you have any requests for crew meals? Oh, so now you can listen to me. Yeah, I'm busy. The job I'm doing requires brain power, unlike vacuuming. Or oh, fetishated. She needs to get over herself a little
9: bit. Like, she's not curing cancer.
5: Sorry!
9: <laughs> that, that's Esha, and she's hilarious. That was the best sorry I've ever heard. So
4: Sorry! <laughs>
9: <laughs> I I forget where she's from, but she has this way of talking that's so funny. And she's like really dirty, like where everyone's like, Jesus, like the stuff that she says and uh-huh. does. It's funny. There was this one uh, charter where the lady, she had like sex toys. She was like a sex therapist. And she gave the captain one, like, this is, you know, this is a really good sex toy. You can do this and whatever. And so she was walking back into a room and holding it. And she goes, oh my god! And she grabbed it from her. She goes, can I have this? And she goes, oh wait, I think I already have this model. Never mind. And she hands it, and the captain's like, oh my god. And just like, (laughs) so (laughs) embarrassed, and just like, walks away. Uh, But she's hilarious. But uh, I love that she goes up to Anastasia, and she's like, I'm doing something that requires brain power. And I love the question she asks her. Like, if you're ever lonely, you could just you know, walk along with the vacuum cleaner by the cord like a leash. And she's like, You're not listening to me. It's like, You're actually talking about something so stupid. Why would anybody listen to you? But it's funny. Sorry. <laughs> when I heard that, I knew it was an instant drop. <laughs> That's like fantastic. All right. Now, the clip's not over. Well, this happens every season two where they've done such a great job. The owner of the yacht. Is like, hey, you guys get to stay at this luxurious hotel for millionaires and you guys get to have a good time. Well, what happens on this show every time is whenever they have some time off, they drink. Yeah. And they drink really hard. And this one guy, Travis, who asked Hannah out recently, he got so drunk before the date that she called it off yeah so this time they're going out to hang out and he's like I'm not gonna drink that much I'm just you know get a little tipsy and she's like okay he gets shit-faced like they show him he's like in a speedo and he kind of like falls over like against the chairs and you hear and he's like oh and he like can't get up and they're just like Jesus man it's like four o'clock in the day why did you get so aces like, I don't know so they eventually go to this fancy restaurant. Like, you know, the people walk, you know, wine. And, you know, and they pop the cork and they pour it. He's like, help me have it. And he, like, grabs the wine. They're like, dude, dude, stop, stop, stop. Let her do it. Like, he goes, no, I got it. And he's got the cork, and he, the you know, the bottle opener. And he's trying to stick it in the cork. And they're like, will you just give it to her? And he goes, shut up. Let me do this. And everyone's just, like, looking at him getting really mad. And he's like, i can do that sir and he's like no, no no i got it and he's like trying to they're like give her the bottle <laughs> they're getting so mad and meanwhile the other guy joao he uh kind of makes little faces at esha all the time because she says like ridiculous things or at one point she, she you know she likes this guy jack and she's been uh going on dates with him She's wearing, like, these leather pants, and she looks real nice, and she walks up, and he goes, whoa, you look like this, you know, uh, I forget what he says, like a Russian model or something, or uh, uh, like a hot Russian or something, and Joao goes, yeah, one you pay for, and he goes, what did you say, and he goes, one you pay for, and he's like, are you saying she's a prostitute, you know, because he's from Liverpool, I love his voice, and she, like, you can see her face, like, she's, like, takes major offense to that, like, why wouldn't you? Uh, Just basically, you know, this whole thing's a mess. They should never give them time off, basically. (laughs) So let's check this out. Good times.
5: Oh, How are you doing?
0: I'm sound. This is a bit horny. I'm
5: so glad you came here. Romantic. So romantic.
0: So romantic. Seeing Hannah with Travis. Light switch off. I'm out. Maybe I'm, like, quite tame because I got so pissed last night. Good. So I'm more like...
5: I like you when you're tame, When you're, like, tipsy but not drunk.
0: Why can't I be a drunk
6: kid?
5: Because it's so not sexy.
6: No, I'm going to be calm today.
5: That's good.
0: Relatively.
6: Yeah, relatively.
0: What the f*** is going on? These guys... There's no better word than embarrassing. The owner of the yacht has given us a day off in this amazing hotel where millionaires walk around 24-7.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're acting like trash. You look lovely. Thank you, baby. You look like sexy
7: Russian tonight.
0: One that you pay for. What? I said one that you pay for. He's saying she looks like a prostitute.
5: I wanted to be pretty tonight.
0: You look pretty, babe.
5: <laughs> Travis, wake up.
0: Mm, what? Remember
5: dinner? I oh, yeah, guess he, like I'm a little bit protective of to to Travis because he does remind me of my older brother in a lot of ways. He's like sensitive. He cares very deeply. But also, like, a little bit closed off and kind of damaged in some ways. Like, why are you smashing like you had, like, five glasses of champagne when right. I had one? He's a good person at his core. He just has a drinking problem. You want me to maybe put your arm around my shoulder? Yep. I don't look like you pay for me.
0: And it's because, like, you're really attractive and he, like, hates the fact that you don't fancy him. I respect
5: that.
8: Hey, Travis. We're <laughs> in a restaurant. Can you have some, like, respect? Why
6: are you asking me questions?
5: Passing out in a nightclub at 4 a.m. is one thing. Passing out at the Monte Carlo Bay Hotel at 4 p.m. <laughs> what the f-? well, you know how so frustrating you are? Do so. you drink? What are you doing to me? It's like rude. It's so. When you're this drunk, just like stay away from me. Because I'm like gonna punch you in the face. Sounds boring to me. Can I do that? No, I, I, I would I wouldn't.
0: I, w- I I I wanna do it. Do it. Give it to me.
5: Football.
0: Are you sure? Let the lady do it. No. Would you just f- off and let me do this
4: It's disrespectful we're in the service industry and if a charter guest was doing the same thing to us we
5: would all be pretty upset Relax yourself, I've got this Trav, yeah. calm
0: down What do you mean? She's asking to open the bottle no, Would you like bottle. to open the bottle? Thank you. That's cool. E for effort I'm
5: genuinely embarrassed. So uh, do you get annoyed when people don't like do things how you think?
0: What do you mean? What situation are you talking about?
5: Like all the time when I say things you judge me and it's quite
4: rude
0: i'm just being honest if people like scratch their vaginas in front of you it's not my style if it's a though, you've got to scratch it yeah?
5: all i'm saying <laughs> is stop looking at me like i'm a piece
9: of because i'm not Sorry. <laughs> oh god and the scenes to next week are even worse where uh, Anastasia's kind of leaning on her uh, Fist at the table Kind of like falling asleep And Travis is drunk and he comes up And he like smacks her on the face Like slaps her to wake her up But it's like whack And everyone's like dude dude what the hell And he's like well, I was just having some fun And she's like holding her face Like you know in tears And gets up and storms off And everyone's like what the hell's wrong with you He's like I was just having a bit of fun What's the matter you know it's like, So it's obvious he's got a pretty bad drinking problem. Yeah. So he smacked her in the face. Uh, great show. I love Below Deck. <laughs> Gotta watch it, Steven. Good stuff. You know what else is good? Gordon Ramsay, Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> what worm did he eat this week? <laughs> well, this week he's in Hawaii. And I learned a lot about Hawaii because of the trade winds. A lot of things in Hawaii are from other places because through trade like uh i oh here's another thing i learned there's no snakes in hawaii did you know that
10: no i did not
9: because at one point he's with this older guy and he's going through all of his fruit and he goes i got fruit here from everywhere and he goes none of this originally was on hawaii it was brought here and planted here and it's all this crazy fruit and he goes watch out for snakes and gordon's like oh dear snakes And he goes "Ah, there's no snakes in hawaii and he goes oh really and uh, he goes hunt deer hunting with another guy, and he goes deer was brought here as a gift in the year so and so, and now they kind of run rampant and they're quite a nuisance. Yeah. Like, uh, so they have to go out and kill deer and they make stuff with deer meat. Now there's this other guy that he meets named Wade. He's a a root farmer that makes this stuff called poi. It like turns into this weird kind of pasty stuff. Yeah. Well, I know what poi is and this guy is quite the character he has like the most grating laugh i've ever heard and it immediately like when he laughs you see gordon kind of like closing his eyes kind of like wincing from his laugh and he keeps mentioning his horrible laugh in the narration which i think is funny
10: yeah i saw some of this where they were he was grilling with some dude
9: <laughs> mhm uh
10: Oh, yeah. And, and at the, the end,
9: basically. I think I caught the very end. Yeah, everything he learns from the episode from different people, he then makes a big banquet, like, at yeah. the end and prepares uh, food. And uh, another place he goes is he hears about this banana bread stand. That's, like, the best banana bread you've ever eaten. And he goes to this place. Run, minutes, where did I have to go for this? I know. I love banana bread. And she's like you're mean i've seen you i don't know if i like you and he's like no you know like she's basically seen hell's kitchen yeah, yeah. Hell's. so that's pretty funny let's check this out and just keep in mind this guy weighed his laugh i'm going to meet a
1: local farmer who's an expert in hawaii's most famous native dish poi wade good morning Oh, what's up, bud? The King of Poi. Good to see you, bud. Oh, yeah,
4: oh, yeah. Good to see Absolute you. Absolute pleasure. Now we're blood brothers.
1: <laughs> now we're what? We're mud brothers. Mud brothers. Thank you. How long every day do you spend in that mud bath?
5: Three, four hours a day. And these <laughs> Yeah. Are... yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enough Get <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs>
1: Poi is made from taro plants, which were first brought to these islands well, by the Polynesians well, around a 1,000 years ago it's sliding it's like a mud bath the mud is pretty tough to deal with much like wade's laugh uh, come on. <laughs> but he's going to be showing me tarot picking which requires a special skill
2: you know karate yes oh side kick side kicking. Yeah. yeah
1: so you put your foot down first
2: yeah
0: and then you heal heel tall yeah and you push them under eh?
1: why are you doing that
12: because otherwise it'll break inside then you got only half the tarot Gotcha. Then you gotta dig with your hand.
2: <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you know, the people, they pay big money for mud bats. You're getting free, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in karate chops, are terror from the mud bath. But wow. they're a long way from becoming poi. First, they must spend a few hours in Wade's steamer. At least there, they can't hear his laugh. Obviously, if the skins are nice and warm, right. they come off relatively easy, right? Right. Just like a potato. And what would you eat it with? Porn beef. Right. It's almost like your mashed potato then. Right. Yeah. Right. That's why this is the main staple food of the wines. Yeah. Packed with starch, is it healthy? Oh yeah. You can eat nine pounds of poi a day. Stop it. And don't get fat. Stop it. Mm-hmm. You've hardly got a six pack. <laughs> so we steamed them, we've cleaned them. What do we do next? <laughs> now we'll go this out. Peeling these with you reminds me of peeling potatoes with my grandma. I don't look like her, huh? <laughs> No, Now what you sound like, her. <laughs> the rain is relentless, and right now, okay, I could so really do with some comfort food. So, I'm heading for a slice of Hawaiian heaven. Everybody's in love with banana bread. It's almost like a staple here in Hawaii. I do I'm love a big lover. It. I grew up with it. But they say Sandy's is the best. Can't wait to see what the fuss is about. Sandy's banana bread. Morning. Aloha! Oh hello, how are you?
4: Very
1: well. Oh my god, the smell is extraordinary. I am dying to try some banana bread.
8: I can't give it to you, you're so mean. <laughs>
1: it's not me, it's the idiots I have to work with. I don't mean to curse, it's just yeah. unfortunately they they <laughs> drop out. <laughs> so just show me how you make it then. Give me something. Sure, sure. If you promise not to yell and swear at me, you can come in. I promise. In. Come in the back. Come in the back. <laughs> Excellent. Man, you're you're a toughie. <laughs> Oh dear, my reputation precedes me. <laughs> Time for some damage control. Doing what I do best.
4: So we're gonna mix it almost like um, like
1: S's. Like S's. Just, just S's. F- or super <laughs> Damn, I slipped up there. But my charm offensive seems to be working. Oh man. The smell coming from this oven is amazing. And it's taking me back to my childhood. I can't wait to taste it. That is 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 delicious. Sorry, (laughs) that is delicious. Sorry, banana bread that makes you curse. Mm -hmm. It's that good. Oh, my God. You're a lot nicer in person. Thank you very much. Mission accomplished.
9: (laughs) (laughs) You could tell every time he was laughing, Gordon was just like, Jesus, like that laugh. It's like unreal.
10: <laughs> well, obviously it's a fake laugh, but yeah, it's know, like I wanna go a forced, went, went go, hey, a forced do laugh. Do you
9: know how to really laugh? Like, what do you mean? It's like that's not a normal laugh, dude. I don't know what the hell you're doing. But good times. Alright, Steven, our next show BH nine oh two and That's right. That's what it's called. I yeah. still think that's odd. They tricked it up like KFC, <laughs> BH. What? Why didn't they call it BH nine? That would have been cool. So BH nine no, You got to
10: have the whole area code or
9: this zip one ha- code. Uh, remember how the, you watched the first episode? So yes. you saw how the first one had the dream sequence at the yes. beginning. This episode had a dream sequence, but this time it's Jenny Garth, and it's so funny because they work in references to the show. And uh, everyone's talking about how Kelly was killed. And it's like a reference to an episode, but I don't remember it now. But it's so funny. They show uh, David. He's in the DJ booth. And he goes, I'm very sad to report that Kelly was uh, killed in the parking lot or something. She's like, what? I'm right here, guys. And it's really funny. I-, I like those, how they do those little things. And they introduce something that's really silly in this episode. Uh they have a stalker somebody who's watching their every move which is really funny well as this episode begins they all have to face a day in court because tori stole the dress and before going to the court thing she goes with kelly to fox and they're like you guys are blowing up because of this and she goes well we we really want to come back And we want to do a reboot And she goes, reboots are hot She goes, do you have everybody on board? And she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I do She's like, oh wow, that's great Well, I'd love to get everyone together So uh, Jenny Garth's like, why did you You know, that's I What are we going to do? And she's like, oh, don't worry, I'll talk to everybody So here's a moment where she talks To everybody coming out of the courtroom
8: Oh, that was humiliating Wait! Guys! I... I just wanted to thank you for being here. I I mean, I know you had no choice because you were named in the suit, but it means a lot to me, and I'd like to make it up to you.
12: Oh, really? How? By doing all the community service work for us? That would be a good start.
8: I was thinking more like a business proposition. We have a huge opportunity right now, and I want to talk to you about it because we have a chance at a do-over we could be great together. I mean, we were great together. Do you remember how great we used to be together? And we could be great again together. Greatness can be ours. She wants us all to do a 90210 reboot. What she said.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Come on. You can't be serious.
8: I am. And so is Fox. This could be huge. You saw all the fans up there waiting for us, and there's money to be made here. This can be fun, too. Guys? Yeah. Please, guys, I need this. I, I stood up in court for you. I took a bullet for you.
4: Oh my God, you shot the gun. Yeah, I don't think so, T. The last thing I want to do is put on a peach pit
8: uniform again.
12: I'm getting a divorce. i got to prove my wife is cheating to trigger the fidelity clause in my prenup. I'm not signing any five-year contract if she's going to get half.
8: Right? You want to get back into acting, right?
12: Totally. You know what's super sexy? A middle-aged white rapper. (laughs) I'm going to try for movies, Tori.
3: Yep. We had fun in Vegas. We're in the courthouse because of Vegas. Mm.
12: You'll never get Shannon. Good luck, Tori.
9: See you in another 30 years. You know, what's funny is, you know, Shannon Doherty is in the show. Yeah. But she's always separate from the cast, because what I read is she joined the cast after they'd already started filming. Yeah. So they'll have these scenes. There's even a scene where she's talking to uh, Brian Austin Green on the phone where he's in one place and she's in another. And she you know, she's saving animals. She's like saving like a sea lion or something who's wrapped up in some garbage and stuff. And so eventually she's gonna join the cast, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, so basically the episode was Tori trying to persuade each person like uh jason Priestley. she says like he can direct the pilot you know he's a director and like uh ian Zeering she's uh he asked for like he wants his own line of cosmetics you know and like and hair well <laughs> with tory like he says i want our faces on products and we're gonna push them and that'll be our brand and she's like okay so she's like promising whatever they want and uh Gabrielle Carteris you know in the first episode you know she was talking to the bartender she's like I always had a crush on you and she's like well we couldn't tackle those stories back then and the girl kisses her and now Gabrielle Carteris is realizing that she wants uh, Andrea Andrea wait Andrea Andrea She wants her to have, like, a bi story, like, to uh, explore that. And uh, Tori's like, yeah, that'll be great. Let's do that. Because really what's going on is she's realizing she's like that. And she's never actually said it out loud. So when people are like, oh, well, she gets to be bi. And she's like, my character, not me, or whatever. She's not ready to, like, come out yet. Uh, But also uh, Jenny Garth, her daughter, wants to be an actress. And she's trying to keep her from doing that because she knows what it was like to be an actress and it was terrible or whatever. And her daughter wants to do the, uh, emancipation. Yeah. And yeah. she, uh, she tells Tori, well, I want my daughter to be on the show with me. And, uh, that way I can keep an eye on her and she'll stay my daughter. And she's like, okay. So she's promised them all these different things, but hasn't shared it with everybody else so in this moment when they're doing the community service picking up trash they all kind of realize they've all been promised different things and it's kind of funny
8: Okay, I'm in yes I think it's a great idea actually Jason deserves the credit Jason? Jason Priestley? so when do you talk to him? come on you guys Aren't you a little excited to do the reboots? I am. I'm so happy everyone signed on. I like to consider myself loosely attached. Okay, that's fine. But I do think we should all talk before we go to Fox. We really need an updated version. 90210 needs a facelift. I know I need a facelift. Like, Gab and I were talking. Maybe Andrea could be exploring her sexuality.
12: What are you guys, like, you're talking story already?
8: Uh... No, it's not what I meant. Although we did hire a writer. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't you think I should sit
5: down with this writer? I mean, I am the director. You mean the director? What? Who made that decision?
8: Me. I, I made that decision because I'm the producer.
12: Okay, Miss Producer. If people have demands. I have one too. I need a brand relaunch. Natural integration of my solo entrepreneurial efforts.
8: Okay. Are you speaking
5: English?
12: Product placement. Whoa, whoa, hold on. I'm not letting you turn my show into a commercial. Excuse me, what are you talking about your show for? This is when this become your show. When did any of this become your commercial? Okay, so is that the way it's gonna be? Because if it is, then I'm out. Wait a minute. What? How can you be what? out, So This is not your show. No, I see. Guys, guys, guys. Please, no. all
4: right. guys, guys this is all in, of it, our show. This is I'm me. you know what? I'm stop! Out.
8: You guys! Listen. We all agreed to do this for a reason, and there's something that's important to you. You can have it, Jen. She wants her daughter cast in the show.
12: What nepotism, Jen? Didn't you learn enough lessons from Tori being on her dad's show?
8: I'm right here, Jay's <laughs> directing. Gab's by. Andrea's by. See? You want product placement? It's all yours. Bry, what do you want? Anything?
12: If we did this show for ten years and we'll possibly
7: do it for another ten, we should all be equal partners, creatively, everything.
8: Agreed. We're all a team. But you know what, you guys? If you guys all get something, I want something, too.
12: Oh, boy. Here it comes.
8: Group therapy. What was that? Just say it now. Group therapy? Group therapy? Are you kidding no. oh, no, me? No, 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 no. I'm not Hey, hey, hey. If there's anything this group needs, it's medication. We do
12: need medication. Oh my god, how much can one person have? It's a
8: non-negotiable, guys. (laughs) It's a
12: non-negotiable. A
4: non-negotiable. Look
9: at this. (laughs) Come on, guys. Come (laughs) on, guys. Thank you. And it's funny because the writer, who shows up and he's going to write the show. First of all, there's this reveal when they all go talk to Fox. The Fox person is like. We thought we have a showrunner and you guys know her. And she walks in and it's Christina Leese. And Ian earring oh. goes, Emily Valentine. <laughs> she's like, hello. And it turns out like she wrote several of the episodes. She really did. Christina Leese did. And yeah. I had no idea of that. But she's like talking about what she wants for the show. And they introduce their rider, and it's none other than Tamo Pinnaclet Hilo from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> and it's so funny because he shows up to Jason Priestley's house, and he doesn't know who he is. His wife goes out, and she goes, I told you never to come here. And he goes, Well, you're going to have to get me into this, or I'm going to have to have a word with your husband. She's like, Just get out of here. So, next thing you know, he's hired as a rider. And it's kind of like, wait, what? And Hilo, I think, is who impregnated Jason Priestley's what? wife. Because, oh, that's another thing. When he, uh, Jason Priestley, remember how he punched the actor in the first episode? Yeah, he's uh, the that actor's filed a grievance, and the only way he can go back to work is if he apologizes and lets the actor do the scene with him where, you know, it's like some cheesy superhero show or something. Right. Uh, so he kicks Jason Priestley in the nuts and he's like down on the ground. He's like, oh, I'm really hurt. And Gabriel Carters grabs ice and like, puts it on his crotch and they take him to the hospital and uh, the doctor's like, you're going to be fine. But I did notice something kind of genetically that has, we never noticed before. And he's like, what? And he's like, I have, you can never have children. He's like, what? And he's like, my wife's pregnant. You're wrong, doc. He's like, oh, that's interesting. So then he's just kind of like, hmm. And it's because he's not the father. But I just, this show, I love how, like, they basically, you know, they're playing themselves, but it's like a soap opera version of themselves. And it's really silly. But I'm having fun with it. And it's funny when they're, before they're going in court, and you know all the fans are seeing him Ian Ziering has like a Sharknado poster he's signing Yeah. and I don't know if you've seen this commercial Steven Ian Ziering has a new movie premiering tomorrow or it might be tonight I don't know have you seen this it's called Zombie Tidal Wave what's that I just need you to watch this it's live
0: <laughs>
9: come on sure let's stick to yeah it looks so cheap and such so a from producer star i you gotta see this from and the director of all the sharknado movies okay zombies are washing up on the beach and i love their blue because they've been underwater what are we gonna do about those things what are you gonna do about that what do you do about the zombie title wave? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> when I was watching this uh, trailer, I was like, I like this better than Shark Data. Daddy! And it shows me he's got like an electrified machete. Yeah, that It comes on tomorrow Tomorrow night. night. Know what I'm watching
10: tomorrow night.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. So uh, I wonder, what did you think of that trailer, Stephen? I hate to say it. It was kind (laughs) of cool. Kind (laughs) of a good
10: idea.
9: Yeah. (laughs) Seems pretty cool, huh? I was just like, (laughs) zombie tidal wave. You can't be serious. (laughs) No, I'm serious. That's what it's called. Wow. Well, Stephen, Uh, that... I'm just interested now in how the
10: zombies all got under the ocean. I
9: love it. He goes, they're swimming up to boat. He goes, what are we going to do about this? He goes, what are we going to do about that? It's a giant tidal wave. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. What? (laughs) All right, guys. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back, and we're going to do some news. What do you say, Stephen? Let's Let's do do it. All right. Yes. Guys, we'll be right back. Wait a second, were you listening? Yeah. We're going to do a 10-minute break, and we'll be right back. I need a brand relaunch. Madam Gypsy, what do you
4: see? Very cloudy, to Sam, but I cannot see the future. I'm an empty stomach. I pretend you need flavors of fruit. How cute. My snoot knows the quickest truth. Just follow my nose. I smell fruit. It always knows. It's kellogg's fruit looks cereal. With natural orange, lemon, and cherry flavors. Part of this complete breakfast with a full day's supply of vitamin C. Now what do you see? Another bowl. Oh, very predictable. <laughs> Alan, drink your oval team. It has vitamins and minerals. Oh, do I have to? It's got a new chocolatey taste. I can't get over Ovaltine. It's so delicious now.
11: It tastes fantastic. Wow! It's a whole new scene. Uh, 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 Ovaltine. I can't get over Ovaltine. I can't get Ovaltine. over Ovaltine. The whole new taste you won't get over. Tea. I can't get over Ovaltine. Also available in sugar free.
4: Ryan, got your new cereal. Mm-hmm. How's it look, Duke?
11: All clear. Go for it. you see G.I. Joe Action Stars brand cereal, a delicious part of this complete breakfast crunchy stars that taste great. So, for all you action stars... Bye, Mom!
4: G.I. Joe Action Stars! You can be brave when a friend needs a hand. We care bear cousins, help it feels grand. It's three of the Care Bear Cousins, each sold separately. Spotlight's ready, gentleheart Lamb. the brightheart Raccoon, <gasps> I forgot my line. Think positively and you'll be great. Right, braveheart Lion? Yup. She just needed a little courage. Kids by the dozens love the Care Bear Cousins. Each sold separately, Brightheart Raccoon, gentleheart Lamb, and braveheart Lion are Care Bear Cousins. From Kenner. This is Princess Adora, sister of He-Man and her gentle horse, each sold separately, you can pretend. She's lovely as a flower, but she has a secret power, the magic sword in one stroke, and she's got the strength of a tower. She wrote Princess of Power, the fate of the world's in the hands of one beautiful girl, Princess of Power. Shira doll Princess of Power comes with
8: everything you see here, Swift Horse sold separately, new from Mattel.
12: What makes these cars ultra-hots? Speed Seeker. It's ultra-quick. Flame Runner. ultra trick. Wind Splitter. Ultra-rad. Solar CX-4. Ultra-bad. Hot Wheels Ultra Hot. Each sold separate. With metallic paint and high-speed wheels, they're ultra-cool. And that's what makes them
11: ultra-hots. Hot Wheels Ultra Hot Speed Seeker, Flame Runner, Wind Splitter, and Solar CX-4. Each sold separately. Some cars not for use with some sets. From Hot Wheels by Mattel.
4: Show
11: and tell time Another <laughs> teddy bear My teddy's name is Teddy Ruxpin He talks, he tells stories
4: <laughs> Four battles not included Hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin Can you and I be friends? Yeah I really enjoy talking to people I would like you
11: Teddy Ruxpin, the storytelling bear Comes with illustrated book and cassette From Worlds of Wonder
4: Lunchtime fun is mine. I've got Mr. O and great tasting SpaghettiOs, too. It's an O alert. It's O, Rachel. SpaghettiOs. We'll see, Mr. O. It's SpaghettiOs, too. Black. foiled again. No way, B. am sewn so to my workout. With the taste of nuts and honey. Nuts and honey. We're a honey on the nose. We're honey nut Cheerios. Mmm, like, wow. Honey nut Cheerios. Part nutritious breakfast. Super. It's a honey on the nose. It's honey nut Cheerios.
11: Jim Henson's Muppet Babies, right after Wuzzle.
4: Hey, I can see you in 3D! <laughs> yeah. Papa Smurf, Gargamel's stolen all of our food, and I'm so hungry I could eat a house! I'll make something smurf delicious. What Smurfy magic! Look, new Smurf pasta from Chef Boyardee! It's Smurfy good for you! There's even Papa Smurf special sauce! Wow, Smurfy shapes, you. Out Smurfed again. Thank goodness for Chef It's Smurfy good.
11: And now, this message. In the news, a man who takes very big pictures. Nathan Farb photographs mountains. And after looking over mountains in the western United States and mountains in Switzerland, Nathan Farb decided that the mountains he liked best were right in his own backyard, the Adirondack Mountains in New York State. Experience convinced him that light, land, and water in the Adirondacks strike a most unusual and pleasant balance. His photographs are being shown in an exhibit marking the anniversary of New York's decision 100 years ago to keep a large part of the Adirondacks forever wild. To get his big pictures, Nathan Farb uses a big camera. He often carries 60 pounds of hammer equipment deep into the wilderness. He focuses the scene he wants on an 8 by 10 inch plate and then waits patiently for just the right light. I'm Christopher Glenn with photographer Nathan Farr, in the news.
4: <laughs> Billy's a camping man. His camp will rise to a taste surprise. Two scoops of plum juicy raisins in Kellogg's Raisin Brand. Catching his hand is a plan. He's learning now that he's thinking how he loves two scoops and golden flakes of brand. Two scoops! Let's go back again! Yeah! <laughs>
12: Part of this complete breakfast two, two! Power Wheels Raider Power Wheels High Rider Power Wheels Classic Convertible each sold separately all battery powered with real motors
4: and its own power motor makes it go go go
12: Oh, oh, power, wheels. Oh, oh, power
4: wheels, power wheels, power wheels, power makes
12: you go. Your parents assemble them easily, then off you go over the hills, around the trees. Oh, oh, power, wheels. Oh, oh, power wheels, power wheels, power wheels, power
4: makes you go. Power
12: wheels, classic convertible, Raider, and High Rider all run on rechargeable batteries, each sold separately. A for Apple, A for Jack, Apple East, we Applejack cereal, a delicious part of this balanced <laughs> breakfast.
0: Never before in this
11: galaxy, free Starbots. Star travelers you transform and put together. One free in Apple Jacks.
4: Show your Pound Puppy how much you love him with snuggly Pound Puppy outfits. Into your hooded Hound t-shirt. We're going biking. Snap your Pup's Jazzy Jacket. Pound Puppies and outfits, each sold separately. Whoa, now let's walk to the park. Uh Uh-oh, thunder. Put on your Dry Doggy Rain Gear and you'll stay dry as a bone. (laughs) Hooded Hound t-shirt, Dry Doggy Rain Gear, Pup's Jazzy Jacket and Pound Puppies all sold separately. From Tanka. Wake up, all you sleepyheads, Colgate get you out of bed. Now there's the Colgate pump, we've got the Colgate pump. It's a neat new trick, you know, pump it on your brushing, gun. They've got the Colgate pump, she's got the Colgate pump. Even mountain and dads agree what makes it good, is ever please. Just a squirt of minty protection protects
12: your teeth that you can tell. We've got the Colgate pump, we love the Colgate pump. Two great tastes, maximum fluoride protection at your fingertips. It happens inside the computer in a dimension man has never seen. Kevin Flynn, computer genius, is programmed into the world of the computer. Held prisoner in an electronic arena where love and escape do not compute. Tron, an adventure inside the computer rated PG. Coming soon to a theater near you.
4: The Game Monopoly is back at McDonald's, bigger and better than ever. This year, there's over $50 million in prizes. Hey, a Coca-Cola, McDLT. Win we'll instantly, or collect the right game pieces and win loads of cash. Or maybe a new house. Oh, yeah, a house. Hundred. Or hundreds of Sears shopping sprees. Ooh. Play Monopoly at McDonald's. This time, it's not just big, it's huge. Get, you get, gonna have me so I've have me so far. I'm gonna gonna have some. have have
9: boy that was some good opinion. Yeah, it sure was. (laughs) (laughs) Was that some good peeing, Stephen? That was. uh Now, Stephen, your birthday was on Monday, so should I have wished you a happy birthday here on Friday, or is it past?
10: Whatever you want to do.
9: I mean, it's still your birthday
10: month, Stephen. That's what I told Heather. It was my birthday month.
9: So I just wanted to apologize. (laughs) Sorry!
10: This doesn't sound very (laughs) (laughs) sorry to me.
9: Well, Steven, let's give you a belated happy birthday song. What do you say? Sure. Good times. Happy
5: birthday
9: <laughs> to
0: you. Happy birthday to you. Good old Mr.
9: Miyagi. Happy birthday, dear Stanley he's, <laughs> he's come down from heaven to happy sing birthday you. Birthday oh, lovely, Mr. to <laughs> you. Happy birthday to you. Here's all the fireworks. Happy birthday to you. Happy Stevie birthday. Wonder.
10: Happy birthday to you. I'm sitting <laughs> singing along Happy the Wait,
9: no. <laughs> But that's not it, Stephen. How about... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And that's not over yet, Stephen. Happy
12: birthday to you. Happy
4: birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday.
9: Stephen do you want to say how old you are on the show or you just it's want to keep old. You want to keep that to yourself. <laughs> I
10: don't know if it's even announced on Facebook, whatever. All right. But I'm old. It can I'm, be uh,
9: I'm over 50. How well, is that? Wade wants to say something to you, Stephen.
0: Oh, yeah, oh yeah.
9: <laughs> And he also wants to say this. No,
0: we blood brothers.
4: <laughs> I
9: know. <love laughs> you're uh, you're a mud brother. How old are you?
10: How dare he?
9: Good lord, man. Well, Stephen, we're back, so let's do some news. Ow! Um. Steven, let's do some news. <laughs> I you know I, the DVD song? I messed up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hmm. Let's do the news. There we go. A <laughs> little rusty here. Only been doing the show for what? Four weekends in Aronia. Or are we done? Three four, weeks. In four, Twenty eight. years. Uh, Thirty years. When am gonna get this down? All right, the
10: news. Yeah, I'm f***ing busy.
9: Oh, oh dear. It's
10: almost our anniversary time, too.
9: Yeah, it is. September 5th is usually when it... Let's do something awesome. Now, Steven, our first news story is pretty exciting. You and McGregor to return as Obi-Wan Kenobi in a Disney Plus series. And when I first saw this, I was like, all right, Disney Plus, I get it. I'm subscribing. Just stop. But...
10: Keep adding content, that's fine.
9: Yeah, it's awesome. Ewan McGregor is in talks to return as Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. Wow, is that really who he is? I've never heard of him. (laughs) I love how they have to spell it out. I
10: old Ben.
9: (laughs) Yeah, he is. He's old Ben. No other details on the potential series were available. McGregor previously played the character in three... Oh, here we go, Steven. Oh, and when did he play... In three Star Wars prequels, The Phantom Menace... Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Awesome.
11: They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe.
9: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, there had been talk for years that McGregor would return in, as Obi-Wan in a standalone film, but those plans were r- reportedly put on hold following the unsuccessful rollout of Solo. Okay, come on! That was a good movie! <laughs> <laughs> Reps for McGregor and Disney Plus did not immediately respond to Variety's request for a comment. Mm-hmm. The Obi-Wan series would be the third live-action Star Wars show on Disney Plus. The n- nascent nascent streamer has previously announced the mandalorian from john favreau starring pedro pascal as well as a series based on cash and andor that's right i kind of forgot about that the character that was introduced in rogue one played by diego luna The show would be McGregor's second major TV role in recent years. He won a Golden Globe Award for Fargo. Ooh, He played twin brothers, Emmett and Ray. Like, that's helpful to us right now. Who cares? McGregor is primarily known for his film work. He
10: can play twins.
9: He will also star in the upcoming Shining follow-up called Dr. Sleep, which was written by author Stephen King. Although, that too, He will also play the DC villain Black Mask in the film Birds of Prey. His other notable film roles include Train Spotting, What's That?, Moulin Rouge, Never Heard of It?, and Black Hawk Down. Down. Nascent. Okay. Well, that's exciting, but there's no information and no confirmation, right? Right. Steven, Netflix has ordered an Elvis animated action comedy series called Agent King. Netflix on the 42... (laughs) Jason netflix on the 42nd anniversary <laughs> of elvis presley's death announced that it has ordered the adult animated action comedy series agent king from priscilla presley and john eddy oh john eddy i know that guy authentic brands group sony pictures animation and sony pictures television are also partners and the forthcoming series elvis presley although he very much steven trades in his white jumpsuit. how was that that's pretty good for a jet pack when he is covertly inducted into a secret government spy program to help battle the dark forces that threaten the country he loves, all while holding down his day job as the king of rock and roll. From the time Elvis was a young boy, he always dreamed of being a superhero, fighting crime and saving the world. Agent King lets him do just that, said Priscilla Presley. My co-creator, John Eddy, who is close, personal friends with Jason and Steven, and I are so excited to be working with Netflix. (laughs) John, (laughs) that crazy guy. Uh, Co-creators, Presley, and again, John Eddy, will executive produce the series. Jerry Schilling will also serve as a consultant. Mike Arnold of Archer will serve as the showrunner. (laughs) This sounds great, doesn't it, Steven? Fantastic. How long has it been since you've seen John Eddie? Ever. (laughs) Oh, Good times. Uh All right, Steven. Here's a great story. A man caught playing Pokemon Go on eight phones in his car. What? You know know how there's... still playing that? (laughs) I know. That's what I was thinking. Like, that's still a thing? You know how there's a warning on Pokemon Go not to play the game while driving? This guy never got that memo, and when he is eventually sent it, he needs to send it to an- <laughs> another seven times, just to be sure. As the Seattle Times reports, Washington State Troopers noticed a car stopped on the shoulder of a busy highway on Tuesday night, pulled over to see if the driver needed assistance. assistance. Instead, they found him sitting in the driver's seat holding a foam block inside which was resting space for eight phones, each of them logged into Pokemon Go. Okay, I'm going to say in his defense, he was pulled over. He wasn't driving. He wasn't given a ticket, since the cops technically never saw him driving while playing, even though he had to have been...
10: Following them.
9: Yeah, even though he had to have been to have known when to pull over, but he wasn't was given an, a warning. Jason, learn how to talk. But he was given a warning for pulling onto the shoulder when it wasn't an emergency, and told to put the phone. It's not an emergency. There's a friggin' squirtle over there. Are you kidding me? This is an emergency. And he told the to put the phones in the back seat so they weren't distracting him. How funny is that, Stephen? it's <laughs> <Good time. laughs> crazy people. Oh, he didn't make it home. <laughs> okay. oh, RoboCop returns loses District Nine director Neil Blongcom. First of all, I didn't even know this was a thing. They did a they did a reboot of RoboCop. Remember? Yeah. Did you ever see that? By the way, no. Oh, it it was no, okay. I did not. It wasn't. It wasn't anything that topped the original. And it it was just like Joel Kinnaman was great in it, but the movie was kind of a mess and it didn't have a villain like Clarence Boniger. Neil Blomkamp, the director behind original sci-fi films, district nine, Elysium and Chappie was hard at work developing the new Robocop movie, a direct sequel to Paul Verhoeven's 1987 original Blomkamp said that the film had a massive effect on him as a kid, which is why this new development is a bit saddening. In the early hours of Thursday morning, late night for those West Coasters, the filmmaker tweeted that he's now off Robocop.
2: Oh, my.
9: I am shooting a new horror thriller at MGM. I can't wait. Need to shoot Robocop now. Excited to watch it in theaters with other fans. Reps for Comp did not immediately respond to Entertainment Weekly's request for further comment. (laughs)
10: So they didn't like his idea for RoboCop, obviously.
9: I guess not.
10: Because it was supposed to be like 10, 15 years later, 20 years later or something.
9: Because I would have brought back Clarence Bonnerger as a cyborg. <laughs> 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 RoboCop Returns is based on a sequel concept the original RoboCop writers, Ed Newmyer and Michael Miner, drafted after the 1987 release. That was dusted off years later by Terminator Dark Fates, Justin Rhodes, for his, this new movie. Meyer is also on board as producer, while Mil- Miner is an executive producer. In this sci-fi world, Alex Murphy is a futuristic Detroit cop who suffers a terminal injury in the line of duty. Oh, he's going to tell us where Robocop is, Steven. He's then remade into a cyborg police force known as Robocop. Blancomp promised in June that the original suit from the first movie would be resurrected. Blancamp hasn't had the best of luck when it comes to the Hollywood machine, the same one that killed his hope for an Alien sequel. Well, Ridley Scott killed that. When audiences and critics didn't quite t- take to Chappie an original story and said, Chappie's great. Remember that, Stephen? Yes. The filmmaker, I mean, it is a bit weird, but. Uh, well, it's a good movie. He was also supposed to make a disaster movie with Chris Evans in February. He couldn't talk about Greenland because there's some political stuff happening. Details on Blancamp's new horror thriller are unknown at this time. So basically, it's a hot mess. It just didn't work out. I didn't even know that was happening. uh, But I do like that idea. I remember a long time ago, an interview with those guys in Starlog. uh, They were talking about how... Basically, Robocop would be shut down, and he'd, he'd be awoken like 30 years later. And it'd be yeah. like the future, and uh, they pitched that to uh, Orion you know, Pictures or whatever, and they're like, no, nah, we're just going to do a sequel like a week later after the original or something like that. <laughs> just kidding. All right, Steven. Nine one one the TV show Mm -hmm. calls on WWE's Ronda Rousey to grapple with fires in season three. Now there's a reason I'm reading this story because they can't stop with this bad jokes in this one time. MMA fighter Ronda Rousey is now a firefighter on Fox's nine one one, meaning she's gone from being a fist responder to a first responder. Steven, is that funny? No. <laughs> I don't know. This guy thinks it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs at everything. <laughs> yeah. Currently a WWE wrestler, Rousey is set to recur during Season 3 as Lena, a fearless member of the LAFD Station 136. Our sister site, Deadline, first reported on the casting. Oh, this is TVLine.com. Uh, just in case people thought Deadline was our sister site, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas season two of Fox's first responder thriller kicked off with a devastating earthquake, a newly released trailer for season three, wait a second, shows a massive tidal wave rushing towards a beach full of unsuspecting Angelina's... Oh my God, that's just not any tidal wave, Stephen. Zombie. Zombie tidal, tidal wave. wave. Uh Okay. Dear uh, Lord. By the way, Buck is enjoying carnival <laughs> games on the Santa Monica Pier when the wave starts making its way towards shore. Oh my God, Buck, get out of there! It's a zombie tidal wave. As alarms sound and chaos ensues, Buck screams, "Get off the beach!" It's uh, just a Batty and zering movie. <laughs> yeah, we don't even need to watch it now because this guy. Did you hear about the movie that he's doing after this? Wow. Hey everybody, there's a shit cloud coming. Run for your lives. That's right, shit cloud. All right. Took a long shit time to cloud get that. the movie. <laughs> All right, Stephen. I'm going to do this new thing where I'm going to tell you things that are premiering on your streaming device such as a Roku or if you got one of those um those uh Amazon Fire Sticks or you know, you're watching on your PlayStation or your Xbox, you got the little apps you know, with the Netflix and the Hulu. I think you understand why. I got mean. the Prime. You got the Prime? Yep. Nice. Steven. Yes. mine Hunter Season 2 premieres today. Yes. It's a great show on Netflix. Did you watch Season 1? Yes. I enjoyed I'm, it a lot. I'm really excited. Ford and Tench probe further into the psyches of those who have done the unthinkable. Featured serial killers include Charles Manson. Wayne Williams, and the son of Sam, David Berkowitz. Yikes, this is going to be scary. I don't want to watch it. (laughs) Also, there's a new docu-series on Netflix called Diagnosis. It's eight episodes, adapted from Dr. Lisa Sanders' popular New York Times magazine column. The program follows a variety of patients diagnosed with mysterious ailments that have previously eluded doctors. Ooh, now this is our pick of the week, Stephen. It's called Sextuplets. It's on Netflix. An expectant father tracks down his birth mom and discovers that he's a sextuplet. Marlon Wayans plays all six siblings. <laughs> 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 that sounds so bad.
4: <laughs>
9: Marlon Wayans plays all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh Wade's gonna watch that. When I saw that, I was like, I almost did a spit take. I was like, that sounds horrible. Invader Zim entered the floorpus. That's right, Steven. Zim's confidence is shaken after he learns that his almighty leader has never had any intention of coming to Earth. He's stranded. That's coming to Netflix. Um were you an Invader Zim fan, Steven?
10: Uh I know I never watched it. <laughs>
9: All right, on Hulu, on Hulu, a documentary called The Amazing Jonathan. This film first focuses on a deranged Vegas ma- magician diagnosed with a potentially fatal heart condition. Then it morphs into a story about the film's meth-addicted director. Wow. That's all over the place, isn't I it? i heard about this before. Wow. Okay, on Amazon... I, I, was it a? I didn't think it was hard to... I thought he had cancer or something. I don't know. I... I'm kind of afraid now. Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Quality Time is premiering on Amazon Prime. Stand-up comedy premiere. Gaffigan's seventh special marks the streamer's first foray into the genre. Okay. BattleBots. On Discovery Channel, Stephen, the undefeated Hypershock looks to take down reigning champ Bite Force. What the hell? <laughs> Ooh, Bite Force. Uh, Stephen, did you ever watch the show Killjoys? Yes, I did watch Because Dutch that. enters the maximum security prison and attempts to seize control of the entire ship on Killjoys on sci fi. And finally on HBO, Black Lady Sketch Show. Yay! Asia finds herself on the receiving end of a proposal gone viral. New recruits divulge their goals at an orientation. I'm signed up for Manhunt, Mind Hunter. Sorry, Mind Hunter, Stephen. Not Manhunter. You a bounty hunter, boy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen. That was that segment. Let's do. Oh shit, balls. <laughs> uh, I I remember Bill always talking about. I closed the browser an accident. I just did that. Stephen, what do you say we do some DVDs? Let's do it. Let's do the DVDs! What the f***? You know, the DVDs. The last movie sucked. I I never made a movie. What are you talking about?
5: It sounded like a beer can
9: getting flattened. It just was crunched. I know. All right, Stephen, let's do the DVDs. Some DVDs, let's do some DVDs,
4: let's do some DVDs, 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 HD, Blu-ray, Standard
9: Defendation,
4: DVDs,
9: oh hell yeah, the DVDs everybody, woo, that's right everybody, it's time for the DVDs. It's itchy though you've got a scratchy. <laughs> yeah, I think the guy was talking about records when he said that, Stephen. Now, Stephen, this week in DVD sees the release of *Brightburn*. Ooh, what if a superhero like Superman was a jerk? He's a little shithead. And uh, he wanted to kill people and stuff. That's right. It seems like an intriguing idea on paper. Take Superman, but twist it so that young Clark Kent character grows up to be evil rather than a hero. But in the hands of director David Yurovsky, the original idea turns out to be poorly executed, resulting in a super silly but humorless and brutal exercise in graphic violence. That said, a few critics did like Brightburn, which stars a uh, Jackson A. Dunn as the super anti-hero and as Elizabeth Banks as his mom. Oh, okay. Steven, were you interested in this at all? A little bit. Brightburn. I just I got annoyed with uh from the producer. From the man who brought you guardians of the galaxy. It's like, yeah, he didn't write it. They try to fool us. Now, Steven, the biggest little farm. It's a documentary. John Chester and his wife, Molly, document their risky seven-year endeavor of moving an hour outside of Los Angeles to start their own farm. The film benefits from John's experience as a cinematographer, resulting in what IndieWire's Eric Kahn describes as a gorgeous and often devastating look at good intentions slamming into harsh, practical challenges. And the rare eco-friendly documentary that reaches beyond the celebratory formula to explore the application of its environmental messages in detail. Wow. That sounds awesome. Doesn't it seem... Yes. Light switch off. I'm out. Oh, okay. Uh, the Wild Pear Tree. After winning the Palme d'Or in 2014 for Winter Sleep, Nuri Bilgi Salan... That's how you say his name. Return. I don't even know if it's a man or a woman, to tell you the truth. Return to Khan in 2018 with another long, dense, dialogue heavy film, which reached North America theaters in 2019, charting the return of Sin Sinon a recent i should just skip this <laughs> a recent college graduate with dreams of being a writer to his hometown and his father's debts the film is another unique and powerful piece of cinema from a turkish director that no one has ever heard of <laughs> oh. oh this is a good one steven a dog's journey oh this is the one they
10: told everybody to boycott for some reason
9: yeah I think so. That was the one before. Oh yeah, this is the sequel, I think. Alright. A dog finds the meaning of his own existence through the lives of the humans he meets. Starring Dennis Quaid. There you go. And Mark Helgenberger. Alright, good times. Uh, we saw the first one, I remember, and it was cute. You know, you like dogs? Dog movies. Cute. You know what I'm saying? Was it about the,
10: the dog jumping into a river or something and everybody was freaking out over? Yeah.
9: Is that what it was?
10: That was yeah, the scene. Yeah, I think yeah. it was
9: blown out of proportion. The dog was probably being bad.
10: Yeah. The dog obviously didn't want to jump.
9: Yeah, he, it means he's a horrible actor, dog actor. So, what are you going to do? What are you supposed to do? Hire a new dog?
10: <laughs> oh, oh. It's a dog stunt double
9: all right steven american god season two did you watch either any of that i thought it was a little outrageous it's kind of like the boys starring orlando jones ian mcshane and ricky whittle the second season of the fantasy drama sees the introduction of new media okay uh i bailed after season one i don't even think we finished season one I was like, it's a bit much. Steven, Iron Sky, The Coming Race. Okay. Following the devastating aftermath of nuclear war on Earth, a former Nazi moon base has become the last refuge for mankind. Limited supplies and overpopulation threatened the survivors until Obi the leader's daughter, played by Ewan McGregor, finds a map pointing oh, huh? to a power buried deep... Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? He's so versatile. a girl. <laughs> pointing to a power buried deep beneath under Earth's wasted surface that could save mankind or destroy it. I, I saw the trailer to the first one, and this looks ridiculous. It's Nazis living on the moon, basically. Stupid
10: Nazis. Yeah moon Nazis how'd they get to the Illinois Nazis
12: Illinois Nazis I hate Illinois
4: Nazis
9: (laughs) (laughs) okay and one of my favorite shows of all time Stephen Brooklyn Nine-Nine season 6 that's right cancelled by Fox the comedy returned to NBC and that season was fantastic on NBC I love that show, and I love all the characters. So I'm glad they came Screw back, folks. Awesome. Yeah. So, Stephen, what do you say we get it to? Let's read some rotten tomatoes. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. You say either. I
4: say either. You say neither. And I say neither. Either, either, neither, neither, neither. 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 Unless Let's I'm the whole thing off. You like potato, and I like potato, Potato. you okay. like tomato, and I like tomato, potato, potato,
5: tomato, tomato, let's call the whole thing off. <clears throat> I like stale tomato
12: juice. What the <laughs> f*** is going on? <laughs>
9: <laughs> 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 yeah, if you can ever make that guy laugh, it's good times. Now, Steven, Good Boys came out. Produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, two of my favorite producers. And I closed the browser earlier, so I'm getting ready for it to load. So, Steven, you know what happens when that happens, when uh, Rotten Tomatoes is slow. That's right, the match game theme! This is like one of the best themes ever, isn't it? Watch the new one with uh, Alex Baldwin. No sir. I'll watch it when it has like somebody, uh, some comedian or something that I think's funny. But really, the show is just goofy. It's all hell. It's always almost... Come on, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> We're raining. Oh,
4: so
9: this. It gives us a chance to listen to the man. Holy shit! Come on!
10: <laughs> All the nerds are writing their reviews right now.
9: I hated this movie.
10: All the trolls. Come
9: on. How dare they? Captain Marvel, boo! This morning. All right, Stephen, good boys. <laughs> After being invited to his first kissing party, 12-year-old Max is panicking because he does not know how to kiss. Eager for some pointers, Max and his best friend Thor and Lucas decide to use Max's dad's drone which Max is forbidden to touch, to spy on a teenage couple making out next door. But when things go ridiculously wrong, the drone is destroyed, desperate to replace it, before Max's dad, played by Will Forte, gets home. The boys skip school and set off an odyssey of epically bad decisions involving some accidentally stolen drugs, frat house paintball, and running from both the cops and terrifying teenage girls. Wow! Woo! That was a mouthful, huh? Yep. This movie is starring Jacob Tremblay and two other kids. The
10: other kid was from uh, Lucas. Is from uh,
9: Last Keith, Man on Earth. Keith L. Williams from that TV show. Oh, I never watched that. And Brady Noon as Thor. Oh, you know, with, he was before on that one. Oh. And 79% fresh on the Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see what these guys have to say. Christy LeMeyer of com says, There's an honest heart beneath the racy laughs. If only 6th graders themselves could actually see it. Unfortunately, they're stuck watching Dora with 97-year-old men. 3 out of 4. Ugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Rosa of Salon.com says, The main strength of Good Boys is that its jokes, while derived from outrageous situations, work because the characters react in realistic ways. The complexities and juxtapositions pave way to a better earth. Oh, wow. Okay.
7: I am not surprised you don't remember that.
9: Larushka Ivan Zede of times says not super bad but not that good either super good that is i'm patting myself on the back and collecting my paycheck two out of five wow that wasn't funny (laughs) well okay it was a little funny charlotte o'sullivan of the london evening Standard said here's a beautifully acted non less vicious did i say that right Stephen? lascivious lascivious Lascivious. oh okay (laughs) here's a beautifully acted non
10: lascivious
9: film about sex drugs and peer pressure repeat after me every good boy deserves fanfare four out of five high five up top okay I don't get it Morella Gala of Boston Globe says without being tedious or heavy handed good boys offers a glimpse of what good men are made of three out of four Okay. Bilge Ibery of New York Magazine. Do you think I'm saying that name right, Stephen? Nope. Yes. Romantic. Okay, what?
10: Yeah, you're probably right.
9: Some might want to leave the theater and file a lawsuit. I stayed and laughed. It's funny, but it's abominable. A bomb in a bull. Frank Wilkins of Real Review says... None of this would work were it not for the three actors playing Max, Thor, and Lucas. Actors. You need actors in movies in order for them to work. Otherwise, it would be an animated movie or maybe claymation. But I digress. Tremblay, Noon, and Williams lend such an endearing innocence, we can't help but fall in love with their characters, but not really fall in love with them. I'm a 45-year-old man. That would be disturbing. Four out of five. Wow, what is this guy talking about? It's crazy. Weird tangents. Katie Smith Wong of Flixfeast says Stupnitsky's Good Boys is a strong debut that makes teen comedy elements relevant for younger characters, such as uh, Charlie Chaplin in the past. Uh, maybe highlighting what prepubescents need guidance to. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I don't understand. <laughs> Brad Keefe of Columbus Alive says, I can't really complain about how the plot wanders, but it seems like they could have gone even more over the top for greater comedic potential. Like, why not have a scene in a bathhouse with nude men? What? What is this guy? Uh, Pitch your own movie to somebody, dude. Steven Procopy. That's your middle name, isn't it, Steven? Mm -hmm. Procopy? Yes, Procopy third coast review says the film delivers frequent and mighty laughs and i cared about these little troublemakers. too bad they all die at the end oh my god he ruined the movie jesus spoiler my god son of a bitch spoiler (laughs) alert brandy mcdonald of the oklahoma says both the thin story and the body jokes really offended me and they wear out before the credits roll but the filmmakers pack a lot of genuine laughs into the short and surprisingly sweet 90-minute caper. I'm very confused and offended at the same time. 2.5 out of 4. I rate it fresh with some hey, trepidation. Weird review. <laughs> ben Coleman of The Strangler, I mean sorry, The Stranger. Either way, strangers and stranglers are creepy, right? Yep. Is any of this good comedy? It's hard to say, but Seth Gordon and Evan Goldberg, they just created the Amazon show The Boys, and that was pretty offensive. So it's hard to say. I'm not even sure it's possible to make an entire movie about middle schoolers' boners, but an attempt has certainly been made here. Gross. Wow. That he sounds disturbing, Steven. Very disturbing. Jeffrey M. Anderson of Common Sense Media. Oh, this is always the best. A sixth grade version of Superbad. This comedy walks some shaky territory, but the naive quality of the boys cost with the broad goofball vulgar humor makes it for a surprisingly sweet story. If you like Dora, go see this. Three out of five. Okay? Oh my goodness. Kiko Martinez of San Antonio Current says, no movie with this many jit... No movie with this many dick jokes has any business being this funny. That's right. Dicks are funny. This movie's funny. Put them together. What do you get? A 3.5 out of 5. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Good times. Dick. Travis Hobson of Punch Drunk Critic says Think of good boys as the pre-middle school super bad Imparting many of the, You notice they're all mentioning super bad Like that's yeah. all they have to compare it to Imparting many of the same pearls of wisdom about growing up Only with a lot more dildos, drugs, and sex dolls Do you guys know what I'm saying? It's like a Friday night at my house Four out of five What? My god kind of <laughs> <laughs> Ruben Safaya of Cinemalog says, "The plot's climactic event veers into a sort of uncomfortable voyeurism. It feels as though as we're given a backstage pass into moments children hold sacred, at least for those few years when the now trivial was then viscerally painful." <laughs> <sighs> Oh, he, he dragged off a clove cigarette there at the end. A clove cigarette. <laughs> Brittany Murphy of Geeks of Color says, Yes, it's a comedy that is filled with many hilarious scenarios. However, it does a wonderful job at showing the true meaning of friendship with dildos. Okay. There must be a lot of dildos in the movie. I assume. Louisa... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go see it and be disappointed like where are all the dildos I was promised sexual assault with a concrete dildo oh my god Daniel M. Kimmel of New England Movies Weekly says it is believed to be the first time a movie got an R rating for sex drugs and language all involving tweens but that's not true my home movies were the first <laughs> yeah. this is no after school special 405 <laughs> 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 that guy needs to be in jail Yeah. Dan Leibarger inventor of the cheese says Arkansas Democrat Gazette is where he works credit the office writing alumni Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupninski with pulling off an astonishing balancing act without careful calibration good boys would be more stomach churning than amusing that's why I give it an 86 out of 100 wow that guy's skill is off the charts, Stephen. It is. I love it.
8: Yeah, I'm f-ing busy.
9: All right, let's see. Chris Knight, or is that pronounced Knight? A um, National Post says the amazing thing about Good Boys is the way it manages to transcend the humor of sixth graders saying inappropriate things. They're so naughty. Three point five out of five. <laughs> I don't know why he's an evil villain. Matthew Razak of TheFlixis.com says... He looks like an evil villain. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a nice handlebar mustache there. The movie at its core is less raunchy and more childhood adventure. Think 80 Spielberg kids' movies, but with the drug Molly. (laughs) 8 out of 10. Oh, man, all these guys are so funny. Steven? I'm dying with laughter here. You karate? Exactly. Okay, one more and then we'll move on to another movie. Matt Rodriguez of Shakefire says Good Boys doesn't hold back the filth and will have audiences laughing nonstop with its raunchy and sometimes twisted dark huber. That's two guys in a row that uh, said raunchy. raunchy very raunchy. <laughs> That's right. Well, Stephen, I'm interested. I think it's going to be good. What do you think? Yeah. Going to be funny and outrageous? It. Going to see a lot of, you know, a lot of dildos, I guess. A
10: little drug action and whatnot.
9: Yeah. All right, Stephen. The next movie I want to talk about is called 47 Meters Down Uncaged. That's right. 47, 47 Meters Down. Stephen? <laughs> 40 Steven Meters Down <laughs> Uncaged follows the diving adventure of four teenage girls, Corinne Fox, Sistine Stallone. Whoa, is that Sylvester Stallone's daughter or something? I so. Sophie, or is it his brother's daughter? <laughs> uh, Sophie Nalisi and Brian Exploring a submerged Mayan city. Once inside, their rush of excitement turns into a jolt of terror. Oh no, I just know something bad's going to happen. <sighs> as they discover the sunken ruins are a hunting ground for deadly great white sharks. That's right, great white sharks. With their air supply steadily dwindling, oh my god, what else could go wrong? Their friends must navigate the underwater labyrinth of claustrophobic caves and eerie tunnels in search of a way out of their watery hell, and the running low on Gatorade. Oh my god. What are they going to drink? They need to keep their electrolytes up. Okay, currently this film is 50% rotten. All right. But the audience score is 71%, so some people liked it. The funniest thing I saw about this is Chris Stuckman uh, said, for no explained reason, the characters can talk underwater. They never explain how they can talk underwater. But also, there's a part where a fish screams and he's not aware that fish scream in real life. Yes, they do. They do? Fish scream in life, real life, Stephen? Yes. Holy shit. I had no if idea you, that. If you
10: sneak up on one.
9: <laughs> Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times says, Roberts has clearly been given a bigger budget, and it shows in the nicely realized submerged city the poor young women must navigate. Three out of four. I don't trust you. feel better? Judy Dry of IndieWire says, The last gasp of Shark Saga that didn't need to come up for air, D+. Oh, wow. It is his daughter. Wow! (laughs) Peter Sobsinski of RogerEber.com says, Like most films that are set almost entirely underwater, this one's a little soggy. (laughs) This is not a particularly appealing film with, from a visual perspective. I give it a 1.5 out of 4. Why
6: can't I be a Kid?
9: Peter Howell of the Toronto Star says this brainless sequel to 47 Meters Down. I didn't even realize it was a sequel until just now. Have you uh, seen I, 47 Meters I've seen the meters? first one, yes. Was it scary as all hell? No, no. no, why, no. why wasn't it scary? It <laughs> you wasn't.
10: can't be serious. <laughs> Because they they were in the shark cage and obviously it snaps and they're oh, stuck no. in the cages underwater.
9: And they live at the end? Are they all? Dead? I can't tell you. Ah. So forty seven meters down forsakes much of what made the two thousand and seventeen survival thriller the lean mean success it was. A credible shark threat, being first and foremost. I give this a one point five out of four. Actually, it gives it a one out of four. I don't know where the point five came from. Katie Walsh says, feel free to stay out of the water with this one. <laughs> Here's a towel. Bilge Ibery. Hey, it's Bilge again, Stephen, I like that guy. The action is unclear and the minute's unconvincing. The tenured dialogue of which there is a shocking amount for a movie set underwater doesn't help either. Oh. Rob Hunter says suit up for some mild slasher-like fun and route to a wonderfully ridiculous finale <laughs> fresh chris agar of screen rant says 47 meters down on cage is the textbook definition of disposable summer entertainment combining weak characters with intermittent intermittent intermittent, intermittent. thrills <laughs> who is that two out of 5 Kimberly Elizabeth of Nightmare on Film Street. Very clever. You, you like that one the last week. While the sharks are doing their darndest to lurk, pounce, and prey, the screenplay stifles 47 meters down uncaged to barely passable. Six out of ten. Ricardo Rosada of Photogramma says... This is, uh translated from spanish the sequel takes us to a labyrinth under the sea but it might have been serviced better by a villain not, modi- not motivated by simple inertia was something lost in the translation there? <laughs> what does that mean i don't, I don't understand Short yeah yeah <laughs> what the f- All right, Jeffrey M. Anderson of Common Sense Media says, Unlike the tight, gripping original, this pointless, shark-related sequel is no better than the incredible Mr. Limpet. Don Knotts was a god. (laughs) One out of five. Wait, it sounds like you're insulting the movie. I don't understand. Rich Juzwiak of The Muse says, 47 meters down, a cage is both laughable and thrilling. A movie that often makes me cry and laugh and feel good about myself and feel bad about myself i feel shame and happiness at the same time and it doesn't make sense but at least it knows well enough to make a shark make like a shark and keep moving or it'll die just like i'll die if i don't leave the theater because i need to get something to eat okay it seemed like a lot of information there Stephen. Roger Moore, the guy who was James Bond, says, lacks everything that made their way. I thought he passed away, didn't he?
10: Well, you read one from Brittany Murphy, too, all ago. <laughs> like, <I> was-
9: <gasps> Brian Orndorff of Blu-ray.com says, This is no improvement on the mediocre original. It's just noisier, cartoonish, and predictable. Original score, D+. Just like the grades I got in English. Oh, my God. Like, she's not curing cancer. It's a boy. And Brody, of what she said, said, it's often gruesome and rarely unintentionally funny. But scenes on dry land introduce a fun Mean girl situation, which is nicely addressed in an unforgettable ending. Stick around till the end. Well, usually you do when you go to the movies, right? I guess unless leave the movies... are halfway through. Yeah, I'm going to leave. This movie sucks. No, we're supposed to stick around for the Mean Girls type ending. If forty-seven meters down in cage was nothing more than the final ten-minute showdown, it would be near perfect. Unfortunately, there's seventy-nine minutes that come before it. Four out of ten by Andrew Parker of the Gate. All right. Okay, that's enough of that movie. So, Stephen, what do you think? Is that movie going to be good or terrible?
10: Terrible.
9: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I, I
10: didn't think I saw the first one at the theater. I think I saw it on cable.
9: I got to check it out. Well, Stephen, that's enough for Rotten Tomatoes this week. What do you say I meet you right over there? Sure. No, no, no. There. Over here? Yes.
10: I'll wait in this spot for you.
9: All right. Be right there. Be right back, everyone. See you in another 30 years.
4: Thank you. Good night.
8: Here all week, try the veal. And...
12: About your show for. This is when this become your show. Sorry.
0: You feel better? Worst dinner party ever.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
9: oh, good on. times.
4: <laughs>
9: <laughs> oh, so funny. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for Entertainment Landfill episode 311. I am the Jay Strom. Thank you for welcoming us into your home on your old RCA, uh, old time gigantic wooden radios in your living room. You know, hold on tight because Steven's about to give you his, uh, you know, you got your PCZ Steven Dakota rings at home? Because Steven's got a secret message for you.
10: Drink more Ovaltine.
9: Oh, Stephen, you gave it away. No. Oh. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been so much fun. And I want to give a special thanks to Adam from the Bay Area for giving us our awesome promo. I want to play it one more time. But also, I want to give a special thank you to Ross from the Bay Area for doing the Witcher book show with me. We had a fun time talking about a book that, you know, you read a book. You you got it all inside. You just want to talk to somebody about it. And we talked about it for uh, over two hours, and I'm going to get that show out as soon as possible, and I'm ready to start the next book, which is called... Why can't I remember this? The Sword of Destiny. Oh, that definitely needs... Steven, it's called The Sword of Destiny. Yeah, there you go. That sounded like a butter knife. (laughs) That was a butter knife. No, thank you so much for that, Ross. Now, guys, if you would, please visit com. That's where you can find our previous shows, like last week's show or the one before that or the one before that or the one before that. Or you could click on Archive and listen to all of our shows from the very beginning. If you want, if you got plenty of time, if you're stuck on a deserted island and you got an MP3 player. And an internet of our connection. Sh- yeah, and an internet connection. Well, before <laughs> you get trapped on the island, you need to, you download, to download, all. download all of them. Yeah, yes. yeah. Also, if you would, click the link to f- our Facebook fan club. You can join our fan club and you get an 8x10 glossy of PCZ Steven. How amazing is that? Also, you get a fancy membership ID, right, Steven? Yes. <laughs> you get to be a special Mulberry boy. And if you're a girl, <laughs> it's going to be crossed out and written girl on there. Mulberry girl. So we only had the one saying Mulberry boy on there. Need a non-binary one. Yes, we do. Also, we, we need just the Mulberry people. The Mulberry crew. Mulberries. Yeah, the Mulberry crew. That's it. And also, I'd like to thank our special guest from this episode, Wade. <laughs> that guy's got the greatest fake laugh I've ever heard. Go fuck yourself, you fucking hypocrite Buddhist. Whoa, 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 whoa. I never said I was Buddhist. But
12: you're a hypocrite.
9: I guess. <laughs> you got that right.
12: <laughs> I need a brand relaunch.
9: Yeah, so do I. I need a brand relaunch. Now, guys, if you haven't yet, read The Last Witch. Last Wish. you think I'd get these book names down. <laughs> Steven, you're reading it right now. I am reading it. You're How many pages into it? Or do I even I, need to I know? I
10: can't it? even tell you right now. I mean, I <laughs> I was reading it last night before I went to bed.
9: And you're so. enjoying it. Yes. You're enjoying Geralt of Rivia? Yes. Pretty good time. Steven, you need to apologize to me. So. you don't need to apologize happy birthday steven good times what all right guys let's check out adam's promo one more time before we go the mulberry boys
2: every friday night on the show you better know they keep it tight etl is back in the Strums in the zone introduce the co-host he doesn't do it alone pc's is about to hold court. You know he's on the headset. You can hear him snort. Pop culture, movies, TV shows, and games. Rotten Tomatoes reviews, news, and Blu-rays. Foggy don't play around. He will bust a drop fast. Welcome to the Entertainment Landfill Podcast. It's Jason. It's steven's Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. What? The Jason. It's <laughs> steven's Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. Oh
9: hell yeah! Thanks, Adam. That's awesome. Smooth saxophone. I dig it. Thanks, Adam. That's so awesome that that he did that. Fantastic. Friend of the show. Now, you guys, thank you so much for listening. What are you guys waiting for? Get out there and go see that horrible shark movie, right?
10: Yes. Or the zombie tidal Uh, wave tomorrow night. Yeah,
9: what are you guys waiting for? Tag your DVRs for zombie tidal wave and we'll see you next time! Woohoo! Later, Steven. Later!
0: Light switch off. I'm out.
3: man in the world. Actually, Jason deserves the credit. What's to do with this guy?
4: No, we blood brothers. <laughs> what?
6: You can't be serious. <laughs> what, are you f***ing Buddhist now? Oh,
5: yeah, oh, yeah. What? That's uh, so uh, not sexy. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God.
6: Why can't I be a drunk kid?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like going to punch you in the face. See you in another 30 years. <laughs>
2: uh, two, <three. laughs> it was good it wasn't five star the jason Woo! and steven show it's the jason and steven show what? what the jason and steven show it's the jason and steven show